What's up, family? Welcome to the Radical Winning Perspective podcast, where we help you fight fear with faith, remind you that God has called you to be greater and to walk in your power. So get ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered. I am your host, Susan Nicole. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, family? And welcome back to another episode of the Radical Winning Perspective. Listen, if you haven't already, don't forget to write a review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to share with someone who needs to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered. I'm excited to be with you all again, once again, sharing things to help you grow in Christ and persevere throughout your journey. All right, family. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about how it's important that you prepare for Jesus's return. We're going to get into Matthew 25 on today and share some ways I believe will help you as you prepare for Jesus's return. Listen, we got to make sure that our light is on. We got to make sure that our light lasts and we can't be like the five virgin women that were unwise. We want to be like the five wise ones. Today's message is entitled that what to do or how to prepare for Jesus's return. And the scripture I'm going to be sharing with you all on today is going to be Matthew chapter 25. Um, But I think that this passage that I'm going to read this morning really is a passage that makes you kind of just think about where you are. And so let's go ahead and get into the word. Again, the scripture is going to be coming out of Matthew 25. And I am going to begin at verse one. And it reads, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take oil with them, but the wise ones took oil in their flasks with their lamps. When the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, there was a shout. Here's the groom. Come out to meet him. Then all of the virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise ones, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. The wise ones answered, no, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. When they had gone to buy some, the groom arrived and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the rest of the virgins also came and said, Master, Master, open up for us. He replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, be alert because you don't know either the day or the hour. So far, the scripture. Now, I know that was a kind of heavy package, um, passage rather. But if those of you who are familiar with that text, you know that there were 10 virgin, 10 bridesmaids, right? Uh, 10 virgins, 10 bridesmaids. What usually happened back in the day, rather, is that the bride went to the groom's house and they kind of party, but the bridesmaids had to wait, right? They had to wait until the groom was ready. And it talks about the oil that they carried, right? And so with the oil or the lamps that they had with oil, they had to do that because, of course, back in the day, there were no city lights, right? 
There were no city lights to help them lead the way. So they needed the lamps and they needed to have oil in them so they could be able to see. Right. And so in this passage, it talks about in the middle of the night, the groom yells out and he says he yells out and he says, OK, like, let's come on. Come, come on. It's time to come on in for the party. It's time to come on in for the wedding. But there's half of the, the bridesmaids or half of the 10 virgins that have their lamps that have oil in it. But there's another half that don't have oil. They had oil, but they ran out. And they ran out because they didn't prepare. They didn't prepare to be there all night. They didn't prepare that. What if my oil runs out? Will I be able to have enough? But the other versions, they were prepared. They had extra oil. So then when the groom called out for them to come into the house for the wedding, there was half of them that had enough oil to make it to the house to be able to see. But the others didn't. And so because the others didn't, they asked the other ladies, can I use some of your oil? And it was like, no, nah, you need to go get your own oil, sis. Okay. Or bro. And so what I want you guys to understand is that this passage really try, really uh, aims to teach us to be prepared for Jesus's return. And there's something about being wise, right? Um, they call the five wise women. So it's something about being wise. It's something about being prepared. It's something when we lack the oil. And I want to talk to you about four areas that I believe that as Jesus gets ready to return, that we should be prepared, that we should already actually have be, we should be working on certain things. We shouldn't wait till he comes back and the rapture happens. And then we're like, oh my God, I wish I had a little bit more time to do this. Oh my God, I wish I had a little bit more time to do that. But what can we do today? What can we do in this moment? What can we do this morning? What can we do this weekend? What can we do in this hour that can change our readiness for Jesus's return? Now, when we hear stories all the time about Jesus returning, you guys hear the good news all the time. A lot of us hear it. It goes in one ear. But then the next day we're on with going and being about our business and doing exactly what we're going, what we want to do. But my question to you is, are you going to be like the versions that run out of oil? Are you going to be like the virgins that gets the door shut on them because they arrived late because they weren't prepared when he opened up the door and said that it was time. I want us to be prepared when Jesus returns. I want us to be ready when Jesus returns. And the first thing that I want you to be ready or how you can prepare yourself is building your faith. Building your faith. We don't get into heaven. We don't get into the kingdom because we went to go feed the homeless. Ooh, that's a great thing. We don't get to get into heaven because we were a good person. Ooh, that's nice as well. But God, it's not based on good works. That doesn't get us into the kingdom of heaven. We don't go by works. We don't go by, oh, I gave to the homeless or that person needed $20 and I gave it to him. So that's a good deed and that should get me in heaven. It don't, it does not work that way. And so when we talk about building our faith, building our faith means that we are making it a, 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 we are making it a priority to read our word and get to know our father. We are making it a priority to pray. We are making it a priority to fast. We are making it a priority to be able to uh, get closeness with our father. 
And y'all, we don't get, that don't just happen because we want it to happen. That happens because we actually exercise it. That happens because we are intentional about our time and spending time with the Lord. That happens because we have made up in our mind that I want something different, that I want to have a, a relationship with my father, that I want to get to know him on a deeper level. We don't have to sit around and look at everybody else that has this or has that or everybody, oh, she can teach or he can preach or he can pray or she got this going on. Everything that we see with somebody else that may be elevating in the kingdom or that may be elevating in the spirit, it's because they chose to be intentional with their time. It's because they chose to put God as the head of their lives. And so if you are sitting back right now and you said, Susan, I want to go deeper with God. Susan, I want to be able to hear him talk to me. Susan, I want to feel that closeness. I want to have that faith like you have when your husband died three months ago and you're still standing encouraging everybody else. How do you do that? I'll tell you how do I do that. I do that because I read my father's word. I do that because I trust the word that he says and I'm able to trust it because I live it and I'm able to live it because I know it. And so sometimes we get caught up and think that, oh, uh, we have to be a certain type of way. You can be just who you are. God wants to use you just how you are. Flaws and all, he wants to clean you up. But I still feel that you still have a purpose. You may not be an extrovert. You may be an introvert. That doesn't mean that God can't use you. That doesn't mean that God does not want to use you. And so instead of sitting back looking at everybody else that may have something going on or it may seem like may seem like they're very elevated in the spirit, that's because of the time that they put in. And you have the same 24 hours in the day that they do. How are you using it? I dare somebody to be intentional with their time with God and see if their life won't change. Start spending more time with him in the mornings. Start spending more time with him at night. Whatever the day or the hour may be for you where you can give him devotion and watch your life start to unfold and change. It's time for us to stop sitting back watching things happen. Start watching us still living the same way that we were living last year. Us doing the same stuff to transform each and every one of us. But he has to have a willing vessel, a willing vessel. He's not going to force and change you. What are you going to do to change? What habit are you going to break off? What changes are you going to make? What behaviors are you going to modify? So the first thing is building your faith. Okay. The second thing I want to share with you on how to prepare for Jesus return is to prepare yourself with being able to have a forgiven heart. Y'all, one of the things that God wants us to do, or he says, in order for him to forgive us of our sins, we first must forgive those that may have hurt us. We first must forgive those that may have indebted us. Do you have a heart of forgiveness? Are you still holding on to something that Bebe did last week? Are you still holding on to something that Jacob said to you? Are you still mad at your daughter, your mother, your father, your family member? Are you still angry? Are you still holding on to that bitterness? I tell you what, if you are, you can't expect your father in heaven to forgive you. And that ain't something that Susan Nicole is saying. That is something that the word says. If you want him to forgive you, you first must forgive others. You first need to go ahead and make peace with that person or with that situation. 
Who's, you know, you don't have to be all close and bestie with them or talk to them every day, but you got to release that from your heart. It's toxic when you hold on to stuff. It blocks your blessings when you hold on to stuff. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, I don't have time for my blessings to be held up because I can't forgive somebody else. I don't have time to sit around and worry about how somebody treated me wrong and how somebody did me bad. Listen, a lot of times people treat you a certain type of way because they are hurting in the inside. And because they're hurting in the inside, they go, they go ahead and because they have that bitterness and they release on you and they hurt you. Hurt people hurt people. But yes, you are called to be the bigger person. You are called to be the person that says, this person may have done me wrong, but I forgive them. This person may have said something to me out the way, but I forgive them. And sometimes, yes, it is challenging to forgive people that hurt you. You don't have to forget, right? You learn wisdom with that, but you have to forgive. You have to let go and let God, not worrying about how you can get that person back. Vengeance is for the Lord. And so I want somebody to break free. If you find yourself this morning saying, you know what, Susan, you right, girl. I'm, I'm still angry with this situation. I'm still upset with this person. I'm still holding this in my heart. If you know that every time that that person comes in your vicinity or you hear their name, you think back to that situation and it boils you up in the inside. Yeah. You haven't forgiven them. You haven't forgiven them. But God is charging you to let go. Let him have it. Let him deal with it. Let him deal with that person. The third thing that I want to share is that it's important for us to live his word. As we prepare for Jesus's return, let us live his word. Let us not just talk about the scriptures, family. Let us not just talk about how it is important to be loving and to be kind and to be uh, uh, to be good and to be gentle. Let, let us not just talk about these things, but let us live these things out. Let's not just talk about how the scripture says to pray without ceasing, but let's start praying without ceasing. Let's not just talk about how we'll trust the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but let's begin trusting the Lord. How do we trust the Lord? We start letting go. When we pray, we talk to God about something or a situation. Let's leave it there. Let's not worry about it. There's a saying that says, if we are going to worry, why pray? And if we're going to pray, do not worry. When people see us, they may not see, they may not see God or they may not see Jesus. And when I say that, I mean in the flesh, but at least with our characteristics, they should exemplify our fathers. We should be slow to speak quick to hear and slow to anger. We should watch our words. Every word that come out of our mouth should not be about destroying somebody's character or talking bad or gossiping, but let us build up and let us edify. Let's 
Let us be an expert. Uh, uh, let us be an example of what Jesus looks like when it relates to the behaviors that we have, when it relates to the words that we speak out of our mouth, when it relates to how we live our lives. You are not your own, but you belong to Jesus Christ. You are still here because there is purpose. You are still able to breathe because God says, I'm, a, I'm, I'm giving them another day. Mm. I'm giving them another day. I'm giving them another opportunity to come, come face to face or come through the video and meet Susan so she can tell them how they have an assignment. I'm giving them another opportunity to go out and do this. I'm giving them another chance. Let's not take our days for granted, family. Let's not live carelessly because we think that we have another day, another month, another year to get it together. No, you do not. Every time I get up in the morning and I kid y'all not. Because this ain't make believe over here. Every time I get on these platform, flat platforms and I talk to y'all, I'm talking about my life. Every example I'm giving you guys, I'm talking about my life. This ain't a joke. This ain't for cuteness. Ooh, Jesus. I want to help save somebody else. That's why I do what I do. And because this is what God has called me to do. But God has called each and every one of us to do something too. We got to get out of the cycles. We got to get out of our own way. We got to focus on things that are important. We have to be about our father's business. When we talk about preparing for Jesus return, there's four things I want you to realize or four things I want you to work on. The first thing is building your faith. The second thing is being a forgiven person. I won't forgive you unless you forgive others. The third thing is to live the word. Don't just talk about the word. Be doers of the word. That's what James tells us to do is to be doers of the word, not just hearers. And then also to share the good news. Share the good news. You may not do it like I do it on a platform like this. You may do it with a coworker. You may do it with a family member. You may do it with a friend. You may do it with somebody in the grocery store. You may do it with somebody at a concert. I don't know how God has called you to be used here on this world, but you do. Some of y'all act like you don't know what your assignment and your purpose is. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You're just afraid. But y'all, the time is coming very soon. Jesus is returning. We are living in the end times. And life is a gift. God knows I know it. Life is a gift. Let us take advantage of today. Let us take advantage of today. What can you change today? I love you, family. Be bold. Be confident, okay? Walk in your power and let your light shine. I love you guys. Bye.
All right, family. So that concludes today's episode. Listen, if you were encouraged by that Walk It Out Wednesday, if it was some inspiration that you feel that you need weekly, please make sure that you go follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Susan Nicole RWP to catch us live, okay, on Wednesdays at 7 a.m., unless the Lord says otherwise. But I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And always remember, let your light shine. Make sure you got some extra oil for your lamp, sis. Make sure you got some extra oil for your lamp, bro. I'll catch you guys next week. I love you. Bye.